Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. The topic is the board's role in securing gifts for nonprofits. And we have with us just an outstanding person and a tremendous professional, Bob Hoffman. Bob, we're glad you're with us today. Thank you, Eddie. Glad to be here. Uh, Bob is uh, one of those individuals who has enormous experience, uh, extremely capable. And, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I thought, this is this is a person that needs to address this. So, Bob, we appreciate you taking a little time to spend with us today and talk about the board's role in securing gifts. Now, I know you've had a, a great deal of experience, and uh, I'm sure some of that's been experience that's uh, been rewarding. I'm sure there have been times that's been challenging. But it seems that every nonprofit executive wrestles with how to get the board more involved in securing gifts. Would you agree with that? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's absolutely, I think, the biggest challenge. I mean, I think we have the idea that uh, that the board can and should be able to do that, but then the reality is um, it doesn't always come off the way we're dreaming or hoping it will. Well, Bob, let me ask you, what do you think the the role is of a, of a board member in securing gifts? What What's the basic uh, concepts behind that question? Well, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to start kind of at the foundational level. Good. Sometimes I think the board members will uh, respond to an invitation to be on a board for a variety of their their personal needs. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, particularly with hospital foundations, it's usually a fairly prominent position in the community, and they like that, but oh, for other personal needs. But from the perspective of the organization itself, uh, when we're looking for someone to serve on our board, it seems to me that the foundational part of it is that they really understand and completely own, identify with the mission of the organization. And usually that means they have some personal experience that connects them to that organization that makes it you know, really important in their own mind to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be committed to that mission, don't they? I think so, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, I think that's, it seems like that's so, um, that, that we just assume they will be that. You know, maybe a little more time in the interview process. Maybe we need to, as organizational leaders, really get to know the people well and find out what's in their heart and mind in terms of their connection to who we are and what we do. You know, uh one of the best methods I've seen for that, I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it, is when a, before a board member is actually approved by the board, they go through an interview process where it clearly delineates what the expectations are of each and every board member. And then right. that becomes a pledge which they sign. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I think, I think uh, again, this goes to kind of where I started with my comments. We, we assume a lot. You know, we assume that uh, that they they uh, care about us or have a certain type of connection with us, and you know they very well may. But it's certainly good to have that out on the table, and as you say, even a statement or a pledge that they sign, you know, so that everybody understands exactly what their role is going to be. And yeah. also, you know, I just I know from my own experience of having served on several nonprofit boards, there were those that um, I really wanted to be on the board because of my own personal commitment to things that that organization did. 
and I can see back in my own service that that made all the difference in terms of what kind of board I get. Well, that's so true. When you when you think about this, we're we're holding them accountable in an area where we've never clarified our expectations of them. That that to me seems to be unfair. Often. Yeah, very often that's true. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, when you think about uh, boards and their responsibilities, Bob, what what do you have you seen in the past when uh, when a new board member is brought on as far as training? Have you ever seen a board that's trained in how to help secure gifts? Uh, not as often as we'd like. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not sure that we uh, understand thoroughly just how to do that. Uh, I have seen some very uh, well-run boards where um, the leadership brought in. The, People, you know, that always helps to have someone who's who uh, has an expertise in training and fundraising, and and those board members really were energized by having some mm -hmm. some people come in who totally understand. I mean, we we can do coaching along the way, you know, on a month by month basis with our board members, but to have say once a year a real high uh, point experience, a, a one-day uh, seminar with someone who's really an expert at coaching and training people. It seems to really raise the enthusiasm of the board for their job. Well, that's an excellent point. It's, it's, it's sad that we, again, have these unknown expectations, first of all, and then secondly, they're unrealistic because we've never taught them how to do what we're asking them to do. It just seems to me to be somewhat unfair to do that. Yeah, well, if you think about it, you know, the, the board members do not aspire to our profession. I mean, for That's most right. Of us, <laughs> most of us have become fundraisers, you know, kind of through a side door. We didn't exactly expect that, but we love, we love our work once we get into it. Most of our board members, even the ones who, like we said, have a strong commitment to what we do, don't aspire to be fundraisers. Right. So, you know, just teaching them the basics of how to cultivate a relationship with someone that we hope to uh, involve as a donor in our organization is pretty important. That makes enormous amount of sense. Have you, uh, if, if, if you look back on your history, Bob, you've been doing this uh, quite a while. Have you seen a board that you thought was just outstanding in, first of all, knowing the expectations and then realizing those expectations, or is that just uh, – a myth or a fantasy that that actually can be the case. Well, I yes, I have seen. I have worked in, in that environment in one organization in particular, and I can say that you know, um, as a staff member in that organization, with you know, we worked for years to cultivate first of all this type of education ongoing and and bringing in the expertise to continue to train the board, but. Um, also to recruit the right people, people that mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. not only willing to give, I mean, at least for the time that they served on our board, they made our organization their number one giving priority. Mm -hmm. that, that was very important, too. It might be that, you know, they, they have other organizations they care about, they give to them, they may one day serve on another organization's board, and I would expect 
that organization to um, ask that individual to make them their number one giving priority while they're on that board. You know, but I've just seen people who make that kind of commitment, and then when you involve them in ongoing training and specific assignments that they identify with that they feel confident about, their their enthusiasm and their confidence level goes up. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to do a better job on the front end, don't we? Uh, getting people in and mm -hmm. and stating our expectations. Well, Bob, any other thoughts that you have before we end this podcast? Any other uh, bits of advice or wisdom you would share with us? Well, you know, I've noticed uh, in years of experience and reading about other fundraisers' experience too that um, people will serve on board sometimes for a long period of time. Their commitment runs very deep to the organization, but they often do not get to the level or the point at which they make a commitment from their estate plan to the organization. And it seems like that really is the capstone to a very strong board, that they understand that they not only are, are giving their time and their expertise and their cash gifts, but that they want to see the future of the organization extended and sustained. And uh, I think that's an important factor, too. I, you know, I mean, it's like uh, once we make that commitment, we are, we have, we've made an enduring commitment to the organization. So if, if not everyone is capable or comfortable with that, it ought to at least be a part of the conversation uh, in the environment that we create around our board. Well, that's an excellent point. Well, Bob, we really appreciate your time today. Uh, you're just full of wisdom. If someone wants to reach out to you, uh, what is your email address, and do you mind sharing your telephone number? Oh, not, I'm happy to. Uh, okay. Of course, it's Bob at CE Plan, the tag we all love, and uh, my number is 707 -227 well, Bob, thank you. This has been Bob Hoffman, who's just, as I mentioned earlier, a great professional, talking about the board's role in securing gifts. Bob, we thank you for the time today. Glad to do it.